Blessed? Amen. Too blessed to be depressed? Amen to that. How about you, Pastor? Hey, doing, I'm doing good. All right. You remember we're doing the 16 uh, deadly deeds? And in, in, in Corinthians, 2 Corinthians 2 and 11, King James Version tells us, we're not ignorant of Satan's devices, of different things that he uses to get to us. Now, this message here, you wouldn't even have to be a Christian to understand that there's always adverse forces, demonic forces, or ignorance that tries to get us sucked in. Uh, I want to talk about today, uh, the one we're dealing with is discouragement. Is that right? That's right. And discouragement, you have to be very careful with discouragement because there are many of you probably sitting in here, nice crowd this morning, there are many of you sitting in here that are probably still struggling with that because your parents or somebody as you was younger discouraged you, okay? And uh, uh, there's a book called, uh, uh, called Kingdom Women by Tony Evans and uh, uh, he's writing to women and talking to women. I'm a person that uh, believes in uh, uh, books. You know, uh, Frida has a book here that she's done. And of course, Dr. Price has one here that she's done. And some of you all ought to probably talk to the, them and, and read. Reading is good for you. Keep you from getting Alzheimer's and dementia and all that other stuff. Right. But you can get a lot of information. And when you read, Sometimes the Holy Spirit will reveal to you some things that the author didn't put in there because it will help you with your personal life. And this is a, uh, I don't know if oh, you have that. This is just a section off of uh, the book of Kingdom Women uh, dealing with what I want to deal with today of, uh, of discouragement. Would you read that for me, please? The writer says, one of the easiest ways to get a Christian off track from her personal destiny is through discouragement. I've seen this time and time again as I counsel people struggling with hopelessness. When you feel as if you've lost your hope, you're tired and want to give up, your head and your perspective only see what's down, your shoulders droop, and you forget that a future is out in front of you waiting to be grabbed. And, and the writer could have put me in there too. We have to be careful. Two things you have to be careful with is listening to people who will use that discouragement, okay, or doing it yourself. That's right. And so we're going to talk about that because discouragement, there are many of you in here, I can just look and I can see and know some of you that's had great potential. And I've watched you through counseling struggle in your life. And you struggle in your life because of what may be a parent had said to you, or what happened in the school ground. We know how that's a, that is crazy out there. You see, uh, and you are, are physically, things can happen to you to discourage you. And so we should be more of encouraging earth than discouraging. I had to get uh, Tuesday, I went to get uh, uh, chemo on Tuesday, and I had uh, this little, little nurse was just kind of timid. Okay, and she was trying to find a vein over here, and she was kind of really, uh, she was kind of like panicking there. And I said, "Well, let's try the other one because I always like it in this one because I'm getting stuff in this one." 
and we tried it, another one, and she almost had tears in her eyes. Now listen to what I'm saying. Encouragement sometimes comes when you don't even know you're going to encourage them. That's right. I'm a book person. Say, pastor's a book person. All right, so anytime I go to get chemo, I just grab a book because you're going to be there three hours, right? Sitting there and reading. So she was going, doing her thing and trying to find it. And I said, no, that's cool. She finally got it. I said, am I hurting you? And the book that I picked up said, you can't hurt me. That was the title of the book. I don't know if you all read it. The language is kind of tough. But yeah, and it made her smile. I'm not that smart. I'm not that smart. God knew all the time that she needed me. Somebody else couldn't handle it. <clears throat> Big letters. You can't hurt me. Right. And so she just had a, it made her smile with a little watery eyes because one of the problems that they have sometimes with me is that me being 77, I have young skin. Okay? No, that's what they say because you have to push harder. And they're used to dealing with folks who are a little fragile. You know, like some of you all, maybe, but uh, <laughs> I had to do it. I couldn't help myself. Right? But here's the thing that encouraged her. She could have been discouraged. Are you with me? So we should be, now I want you all to think about this because some of you, probably most of us, you're sitting in this church right now as dealing with some things that have discouraged you. And you struggle with that. Many counselors have to get through all that stuff. When they sit and counsel with you, they have to go through all that stuff. And then they can go back, and the counselor will tell you, sometimes they have to go back to somebody's childhood, and it helps them to find out why they're dealing with the way they're dealing with the issues today. That's right. Because somebody along the line has said something to discourage them. A lot of people, I hate to say this, a lot of people in relationships and in marriages wind up getting divorces because they get discouraged, right? And somebody says something, they get discouraged. And once you get discouraged, it can take things from you. Right. I'm going to tell you about those things. Are you understanding what I'm saying? Because sometimes you got to fight. That's right. Sometimes you got to fight, people. Sometimes you can't take the easy way out. And you have to know, the Bible says, try the spirits by the spirit. So sometimes, listen to me very closely here, you need to know what spirit you're dealing with. Are y'all with me? That's right. You need to know what spirit you're dealing with. So if you're dealing with a spirit of discouragement or somebody's dealing with a spirit of discouragement, you need to slam that thing down because it can take you someplace that you didn't want to go. All right? So let's just talk about some of the things uh, discouragement can happen. The first one, these are definitions. I was going to go a different way, but I'm going to go this way now so it can help you all get to understanding what I'm really trying to talk about. Okay? All right? Want to look at discouragement as a whole? Uh, First page? No, let's just go with okay. the definitions. So these are synonyms that happen with discouragement. Okay. One of them is deprive. Now, now, discouragement can deprive you to take something away from someone or something. It can take away a lot of things from you. That's right. Do you understand where I'm coming from? Discouragement can take things from you. Are you all with me? It, it, it steals things from you. And see, this is one of the things why you all have children. A lot of you all have children. You got to be very careful what you say to your children. 
because you can cause them a lot of damage by discouraging them and you can deprive them. See, and especially uh, some of us uh, in here that are sports people, you might, you put your child in the wrong place because you want to live them, him or her's life after you and that's not where they add and you get on them, you discourage them. Well, you can do this, you do it. That's not what they're called to do. All right? And so it makes them kind of insecure. And so what it does, it takes something away from someone or something. We have to be careful with our spouses, each other, how we talk to each other. Yes? Amen. Amen. Right? How we talk to each other. How we talk to each other because Amen. we can, listen, you can break somebody down if you're not careful with that. That's, right. That's one of them. Hope. Hope is a feeling of expectation and desire for a certain thing to happen. Some people, if you're not careful, you get discouraged, it can take away hope. If you're not strong enough, it can take away your hope. Okay? It's also confidence or assurance in the possibility that what one desires or longs for will happen. And I've seen this happen with many, many people where someone has said something and they've allowed them to... Uh, uh, to, they allow themselves to listen to that person and let it get into their mind and into their head, into their ear, and it just ripped them of their confidence. You see, one of the things that, uh, uh, you all know who a guy called Muhammad Ali was? That's right. All right. Muhammad Ali called himself the greatest of all times. You remember that? And, and what he would do is do what? He would harass people, talk crazy to folks, right? And what he was doing is he was trying to do what? Strip them of their what? Confidence. Of their confidence. They're, they're, and now some of you all have, for years, come on, let's get up here with me. Say, I'm up here with you, Pastor. All right? So many of you all know because of your color, because of your race, because of your religion, because of your sex, there are people who came at you. Okay? How many people didn't make it? That's right. Because somebody stripped them of their what? Confidence. You see what I'm saying? There, you see, it is amazing to me. Ladies, you know this, uh, or you know somebody, hope it's not you. I've seen it, and it just blows my mind. The women that's had it together. That, I mean, you look at them, they had it together, they were smart, and they could get with somebody, and this, I know good somebody, right. and the next thing you know, they've lost their confidence in how that person took them down. That's, that's what this is all about, discouragement, okay? And confidence is the feeling or belief that one can rely on someone or something. All right. It's firm trust. All right. I'll go to the next one since I've got ahead of myself. You can also get disheartened or dispiriting. And that's a dangerous thing. And you all that's got children, be careful with that. Be very careful. You can dishearten or dispirit a child. And many of you sitting in here knows the struggle it is if you get back on the way. All right, are you with me? Disheartened or dispiriting is to cause to lose hope. And you can cause a person to lose hope. That can happen medically wise. Everybody in here is gonna get sick. If you live long enough, you're gonna get sick. That's right. Something's gonna to happen to you. You're gonna go through something. I hate to tell you all, I joke about it. Uh, uh, you, there's gonna be people who you love it's going to have things happen and say things, but you have to be careful. Are you all with me? Okay? To cause to lose enthusiasm or courage. Yeah, and I've, you've watched that. People lose courage. Get disheartened. Lose courage. 
because somebody told them what they couldn't do, wow. that they weren't qualified. Mm-hmm. Are you with me? Yes. Children of God, are you with me? Yes. All right. It also means to lose spirit or morale. And I've seen it when somebody has lost their spirit and lost their morale. There's a lot of people, they don't know. Some things are mine, you see, the emotions and mine, but then some things are spirit. You see, some things can get into a person's spirit, and once it gets into a person's spirit, it is tough to get it out of their spirit. That's right. You see what I'm saying? Say, make it plainer for us. You all remember slavery, right? When they freed the slaves, there are some slaves that done what? They stayed slaves because they were what? Their spirit were broken. Mm -hmm. And so they were in a comfortable place. Let me take you someplace else. Sometimes people who fight addictions will tell you the same thing. They are on certain medications and things. A lot of people don't think that they can make it unless they have that kind of support. Does that make sense what I'm saying? Okay. Discouragement can also hinder somebody. It can can definitely hinder you. Because there's a lot of potential laying dormant in people. A lot of potential laying dormant in people because of discouragement, and it's just laying there. And it's hindering that person from being all that person could be. That's right. All right? You all got children. You need to hear what I'm saying. Yeah, you need to hear what I'm saying. Okay? Uh, you all know uh, this is a sports place. You all heard of a team called Alabama football team? That's right. And they won the SEC yesterday with a quarterback that was benched for the first two games. Some people would have never got out of there. You see, they would have never got out of there, but there was something inside him that he was taught somewhere to say, no, you can set me down for two, but I'm coming back. But a lot of people, you set them down for two, they threw. All right, right, here we go. And that's what he means by hinder, which means to limit the ability of someone. And listen to me. Quit allowing people to get in your head to limit your ability. And don't do it to nobody else. That's right. Okay? Again, to limit the ability of someone to do something or limit the development of something. And that is a very dangerous thing. There are so many people, and some of probably in here, that are undeveloped because you limited yourself because of what somebody said to you, and you're undeveloped. One of the things that happened, you know, I'm a realist, we need to quit reading, you know, that because you are certain, you come from a certain race, or certain this, or where this, that, you know, you're not going to be able to do this. Yes, you can. But some people get sucked into that. Are y'all with me? That's right. You see? And, all right. I won't say that because that doesn't sound good. Discouragement is also to depress. And I've seen a many a person get depressed. Sometimes we, people look at me, everybody look at me. Why is the suicide rate so high now? People are depressed. And it doesn't matter what age. And we walk around not paying attention and wondering what. No, it can happen to any of us. We may not get that far, but it can happen. Right. We're getting a life lesson here today. Amen. We're getting a life lesson here today. We, got, we have to be on this stuff, folks. Yes. All right, here we go. Depression.
Express means to lessen the activity or strength of. To lessen the person. Some, uh, you can say, man, if you've been there at one time in your life, you're not there now. Surely if you belong to this church. Where somebody lessened you or tried to lessen you? Amen. We don't do that at Christ Temple North. That's right. We don't, we're above all that. We're not going to allow anybody to lessen us. There was a time when they could, but they came now. That's right. Because we know Satan's devices. And we know what's coming on. No, no, no. You ain't, I ain't going there with you. I'm not going to let you lessen me. That's right. Are y'all with me? And I'm not going to lessen anybody else. But you got to teach your children that the same way. Okay? It also means to cause someone to feel unhappy and without hope. Yes. I've sometimes when, even in here, sometimes when I look at some of you walk in here and I look at your faces and I want to ask you, what happened? Why are you unhappy? Who caused you to lose hope? Come on. Your hope's supposed to be in Christ, not in what people think about you. That's right. Not even who, what you think about yourself. Okay? And finally, discouragement means weaken. And listen to me very careful. And this will never stop. There's always somebody that wants to weaken you. That's right. Always remember that. There are people around you that's trying to set you up to weaken you, to weaken your marriage, to weaken your family, to weaken you on your job. There's always those people trying to weaken you. And they do that by discouragement. I come to encourage you, not discourage you. That's right. You see, I don't want, you know, there's been a time, you know, when I, I remember one time, I only weighed like 130 pounds something, and I went out for football and, and as a freshman. And because, uh, uh, you know, you get laughed at when you're 130 pounds, right? <laughs> you see, and, and uh, uh, as a freshman, you know, in the past. But then they have something called the 40, DJ. And after they ran the 40, the laughs all stopped. You understand where I'm coming from. That's right. You see, there may be something you don't have, but there's something you do have. That's and right. don't let anybody weaken you. Right. You don't let anybody weaken you. Because every one of you all in here has got something special. You're all very special, and there's something you can do that other people cannot do. That's right. Do you understand that? Amen. All right? And weaken means to make or become weaker in power, resolve, or physical strength. And it happens all the time. It happens all the time. Someone weakens you in power, resolve, or physical strength. No one, let no one discourage you. You're too small, you're too tall, you're too black, you're too white, you're a female. No, 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 we don't do that in here, right? That's right. We don't let anybody, what? Cause us. There you go. Either one you want. So we're going to use some parables that the master used. I went backwards. Remember, I told you, he must know, you, you must know your own what? Weaknesses. You must know your own strength. You must know the weakness of your enemies. You must know the strength of your enemies. And one of the strengths of your enemies was to use discouragement. But I, we're going to use a couple parables here, some parables here that where Jesus uh, talked about what it takes to get over those things. Okay, here we go. First one comes from Luke chapter 18. I'm going to read verse 1 through 8 from the voice. He told them a parable urging them to keep praying and never grow discouraged. So what is he saying? Jesus says you need to keep praying and what? Never get never discouraged. Go discouraged. Some things don't happen when you want it to happen. Unfortunately, some things are not going to happen what you want. But he says you keep praying and don't get discouraged. 
Do you understand what I'm saying? Amen. Don't, do you know there's a lot of people who passed away because they didn't have to fight? That's right. Okay? They just didn't have to fight. Not all, I'm saying something. All right, you all know that. There's a lot. No, you've got to keep going. You keep on. You have to sometimes, it's called spiritual warfare sometimes. You just keep working and keep praying, even though it may not come when you want to. But the old folks say it'll come when he's right on time. That's right. All right? Pastor, I like when he says, grow discouraged. Yes. Which means it starts with a seed. Yes, yes. And wait a minute, and that's somebody saying something to you. That's somebody saying something to you. How great are you? A million times bigger on the inside than I am on the outside. You learned that here. And you haven't forgot that here. Do you use it? Okay, here we go. The parable went like this. Jesus says, there was a judge living in a certain city. He showed no respect for God or humanity. In that same city, there was a widow. And I, and I like it when, when Jesus uses women a lot because, you know, they're relentless. Yeah, when women get together, they could be relentless on something, right? So here he goes. He's talking about this woman in this city, right? Here we go. Again and again, she kept coming to him seeking justice. Clear my name from my adversary's false accusations. And, and so she keeps going to this judge, clear my name, because her adversaries, man, she's just upset, and she's, she's just persistent. Mm -hmm. right? But he, hey. don't, he don't care nothing about God or man. So let's see what happens here. All right? He paid no attention to her request for a while. He, he didn't pay any attention to her for a while. All right? Then he said to himself, I don't care about what God thinks of me, much less what any mere human thinks. Wow. So this brother here, he, he deep. He said he don't care nothing about what God thinks, and he don't care nothing about what people think. Mm -hmm. So she's got her hands full going to him trying to get something from him. Right? Let's see what happens. But in verse 5, he says, but this widow is driving me crazy. <laughs> you see, but this widow is driving me crazy. You see? And, you know, we all know women are more persistent when it comes to spiritual things than men. That's why you have more women in church than men. Right. Right. But she's driving him crazy because she's what? She's persistent. And she's not going to get what? Discouraged. And she's going to work until she gets what she's after. That's right. To the point it's driving this judge crazy. Who don't like, he ain't scared of God and he ain't scared of man, but she's going to drive him crazy. She's getting there to the point that I am going to be here every day talking to you until I get justice. Okay. She says, she's, he says, She's never going to quit coming to me unless I hear her case and provide her legal protection. <laughs> She's not going to stop. She is not going to be discouraged. She's going to keep coming here until I fix this thing. That's what the, that's, all right. Did, did you catch what the self-assured judge said? If he can be moved to act justly, won't God bring justice for his chosen people? Won't God do the same thing? You stay there. Be consistent and be persistent. You understand? Don't get, don't get discouraged. Keep on, sisters and brothers. Sometimes you have to listen to me. Sometimes you have to put your war clothes on. That's right. That's right. Yeah, sometimes you got to put your war clothes on. And you have to fight for the right to get what is yours. That's right. Are y'all with me? You see, and sometimes... 
you have to get on your knees and you stay there until and get back up. Look, it ain't happening. Go back the next day. Go back the next day. You got to be like this lady. She just kept going back. She didn't get discouraged. And you understand? And I tell you, let's, I'm, I don't know the whole story, but uh, you know she had some friends. You know she had some friends. You know, you know what her friends were saying? Why you keep going for there? You know he don't care about God. He ain't scared about man. You ain't going to get nothing. You're just wasting your time going down there. You know she had some friends that would That's do right. that. That's right. Right? But she, she put a deaf ear to that what? that discouragement and said, no, no, that's the way you do things. But I'm going back up there tomorrow and I'm going back up there the next day and the next day until I get justice. That's what that parable is trying to tell us, right? right. It's telling us to never get discouraged. It's telling us to keep on going. And when we can't go, keep going anyhow. That's right. All right. Are we doing all right? Again, the scripture says in verse 7 that they cry to him day and night. That's right. Will he be here? Excuse me. Will he be slow to bring them justice? Mark my words. God will intervene fast with vindication. And so he's talking about, now this is Jesus saying God's going to come in and vindicate. I know there's some of you in here. I don't know your situation, your circumstance, but I tell you something. Everybody in here is going to go through. You're going to go through. It just amazes me that Christian people think they're never going to go through anything. That's amazing to me. You're going to go through. But, we, but hey, we're going through. We don't stop. That's right. We don't stop. We go through. We deal with what we have to deal with. And sometimes we, 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 it hurts, doesn't it? You, sometimes you'll be crying. You'll grieve. We go through things. We'll go to operations, doctors, medications, or whatever we got to go through. We get counseling, whatever we got to go through, we're going through. That's right. So when you say going through, that means you come out the other side. That's right. All right? But here's the question. When the Son of Man comes, will he find anyone who still has faith? And that's what he's talking about. This is Jesus talking about. But he, he can come in here, right? Because he can find some people with faith up in this church, right? That's right. That's right. All right, here we go again. Now reading Job chapter 2, verse 8 through 10 so from I, the message and I, then I, the voice. I had to get a guy. <laughs> I had to get a guy in here. We know, we know Job's story. You know, we know Job's story. You know, it's a tough story. Job went through some tough stuff. All right, here we go. It says in verse 8, he took a piece of broken pottery to scrape himself, then went and sat on a trash heap among the ashes. And you know what happened to him? He had boils all over his skin and all this stuff because uh, God allowed Satan to touch him. He said, skin for skin, will a man curse you? Uh, that's what Satan told God. And God said, let him try my servant Job. And so Job had that, and Job took, he was sitting there taking and scraping, and you know, burns are tough. That's a very painful thing he's going through here, okay? His wife said. Now, now his wife, you know, you know, you gotta have a partner that's in there with you, somebody. So you want somebody in the fight with you. I'm so, uh, all that I go through, and Sister Gwen goes through, uh, she, we both know that we got somebody in the fight with us. And so the person that you should be depend on, because he's talking wife here, uh, is your wife or your husband, you see? You think, right? Job's got a wife, that's what he's saying. And it's, all right, let's see what happens here. She says, still holding on to your precious integrity, are that, you? That word integrity is all in the Bible, boy. My sister had that thing down pat. You see, she's saying, are you still holding on to your integrity? 
you see? You can get to the point where folks want to want, why are you still holding on to your integrity? Right. Uh, what did Job say? She said, curse God and be done with it. Wow. That's the person that's supposed to be closest to him. So won't you just curse God and be done with it? Mm. The person that you love, the person that said to death do us part in sickness and health, rich or poor, is saying now that we're in a situation now where why don't you just be done with it? Mm. But that hurt. He was hurting on the outside, right? That had to kill him on the inside. Yeah. When you go through something, when you go through something and you want that person that's next to you to be there with you, you're already hurting in your body, whether you're male or female, physical, something. And then the person that you love breaks your heart. Wow. <clears throat> that's tough. Here we go. He said to her, you're talking like an empty-headed fool. Oh, well, I like that. That's good. We take the good <laughs> days. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, he said to her, you're talking like an empty-headed fool. That's right. We ain't making this up. This is from another version of it. It's from you the see? message. Right. You see what I'm saying? He didn't back up. Look at me. Sometimes in life you can't back up no matter what somebody else is saying. Right. You can't back up. All right? We take the good days from God. Why not also the bad days? And I've learned that in my life, people. There's going to be some good days. And there's going to be some bad days. There's going to be some glad days, and there's going to be some sad days. It's just called life. And Job looks at it and says, hey, no, I'm not going to lose my integrity for God. How can I not take the bad with the good? You see, one thing that bothers me with us as Christian people, there are going to be bad and good days. Yeah. You, you understand? You, you all laugh when I said the sister Gwen and I are married 53 years, and there's been some good days and bad days. When she's messing with me, the bad days, good days when I'm, no, I'm just joking. The good, days, good days and bad days, right? That's life. That's right. Your body's going to have some good days and some bad days. That's right. Your family's going to have some good days and your bad days. That's just part of life, you see? So we take the good with the bad. Sometimes the bad teaches us more than the good. That's right. Are you with me? Yes. It goes on to say that not once through all this did Job sin. <laughs> He said nothing against God. Not one time that he sinned against God. Not one time. He's going through all of that. You see, and I told you all 28 years ago, me and God fell out. Remember, I told you all that because I'm an honest pastor. You know, when, they, when I was sitting there and the doctor came in and said, uh, Johnny, you got cancer, I was upset with God because sure. I'm, doing, I'm doing all this right. You got me? I know at least 20 folks that ought to have cancer, not me. You know, in my head, I said that. That's right. You know, I said, why me? I'm, right. I'm out here jogging and eating vegetables and taking vitamins and all this. You see? You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. So I was angry for about 12 hours. I think it was 12 hours, I told you all. And then I came to my senses. You see? And the Spirit told me, why not you? That's right. Why not you? That's right. You preach strength. You preach overcomer. You preach courage. So why not you? Are you with me? All right. Am I doing all right? All right. Now from the voice, so you know we're not making this up. He said, Job took a, piece, a broken piece of pottery to scrape his wounds. And while he sat in the ashes just outside of town, his wife found him. So he sat out in the ashes outside of town. He's doing this, and his wife found him. I want to make sure we got that. Okay. She says, will you not swerve in your commitments? 
Will you not swerve in your commitments? Curse God and die. She wanted that insurance. All right. Will you not swerve in your commitments? No, those people do that. You know, yeah. Would you not swerve in your commitments? She's telling the man she's supposed to love. Why don't you curse God and die? And you know what's sad about it? It happens. That's right. It happens. You see? Okay. Job says, you're speaking nonsense like some depraved woman. He said, that's a bunch of nonsense. Okay, here we go. Are we to accept the good that comes from God? And, and we need to understand that. Are we to accept the good that comes from God, but not accept the bad? Some good times. It's going to be some bad times. That's right. It's caused life. But once you learn this, people, you're able to overcome anything. I'm telling you, it works. You've seen it in my life. I'm telling you, it works. Okay? All right? Again, throughout all of this, Job did not sin with his mouth. He did not sin with his mouth. He would not curse God as the accuser predicted. Satan is the accuser. He wouldn't curse God as the accuser predicted. This is what we're talking about here. Okay? Now we're going to read Mark chapter 5, verse 25 through 34. They haven't done the flag thing, so I still, I'm still on. Okay? We'll, right. we'll do it. All right? And this is coming from the Passion. Here again, guys, Jesus used the parable, a woman, because they are relentless when it comes to being spiritual. Right. <laughs> Here we go. It says, now in the crowd that day was a woman who had suffered horribly from continual bleeding for 12 years. And people don't know, if you know the whole story, she was suffering that bleeding for 12 years. That means she was unclean. And in them days, she couldn't, nobody could be around her. And she was looked down upon. You got to remember now, we're talking back in those days, she was unclean. And she had dealt with this for 12 years. And so, you know, people were talking about her, right? You know, when you got something, there's always somebody that wants to talk about you and tell you why you're going through what you're going through. All right, here we go. The voice says, bleeding that made her ritually unclean mm -hmm. and an outcast according to the purity laws. According to the laws, she was an outcast. Okay, according to the laws, she was an outcast. Thank you. All right. It says she had endured a great deal under the care of various doctors, yet in spite of spending all she had on their treatments, she was getting worse instead and, of better. And all the things that she was doing, she was getting worse instead of what? Better. Instead of better. All of the work she was doing, she was getting worse instead of better. And there's no, nothing like frustration is, some of you all have never experienced when you go to the doctors and you keep going back and forth, back and forth, and each time you go, there's hope, and then you go back another six months and, and uh, something else happens and all this stuff, it, it, it just drains you, okay? But she, let's see what she does. Says when she heard about Jesus' healing power. Now, now wait a minute now, she heard about Jesus' healing power. One of the things that we need to do sometimes is to listen. 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 She heard about Jesus' healing power, and she pushed through the crowd and came up behind him and touched him, touched his prayer thing. Now, that's something. That's what I like about women. She wasn't afraid to get down on her knees to do what she had to do, to get to what she had to get to, to get what the results that she wanted from Christ. Are y'all with me? 
Are y'all with me? She didn't, she didn't complain. She didn't quit. You know, she was tired. She was sick, but she was motivated by her faith. She never got discouraged because she went to doctors who were telling them that they couldn't do anything. She never got discouraged when she lost all of her money. She kept in something encouraged her within her. It encouraged her enough that she heard about a man called Jesus that was coming into town and in her spirit, the spirit told her, if you, because it had to be the spirit, if you could just touch the hem of his garment, you will be made whole. And anytime that, let me tell you something, anytime that you try to do better in your life, there's always, sometimes there's always a crowd around. And so sometimes you got to fight your way through the crowd. She fought her way through the crowd. She done what she had to do to get through the crowd, to get up there where she could touch Jesus. Right. And sometimes you have to leave people behind, push people out of the way, right? Do what you got to do to get to Christ. And once you get to him, see the results. That's right. All right? What Pastor's saying is what she said in verse 28. Because she kept saying to herself, if I could touch even his clothes, I know I will be healed. She was, now listen, she heard about Jesus somewhere. Someplace, somebody said something to encourage her, not discourage her. And so she, she listened to what someone said to her. She had to hear what somebody said. There's a man called Jesus. If you could get to him, you will be healed. Are y'all with me? And, and she so somebody dis, uh, tried to discourage her. You know all them folks did. But then that one voice came and encouraged her. This voice says, you're hearing me right now. I don't care what the situation or circumstance that you all got going on in here right now. I don't care if it's in your marriage. I don't care if it's in your family. I don't care if it's in your body. I don't care if it's in your spirit. I don't care if it's in your finance. You just keep going towards Jesus, and there's a spiritual hand. Reach out and touch him spiritually. He will heal it. I guarantee you will. He will heal it. He will heal it, and I will not back off that. I won't back off that. The problem is we're going looking for, we're looking for healings in the wrong places. We're looking for healing. Sometimes the doctors can't do it. Sometimes the finance guy can't do it. Sometimes the counselors will tell you, we've done all we can do. Sometimes the medication has went as far as it could go. But there's still one hope left, and that is Jesus Christ. That's right. That is Jesus Christ. That is Jesus Christ. And he will, he'll do it for you. This is why it's in here. It's in here to let us know that no matter where, how deep it is, these are the holidays, people. Holidays are tough. And many of you on here know that. These holidays are tough. The only comfort, we can comfort you talking in your head, but the real comforter is the Holy Spirit. And you have to pray and allow the Holy Spirit, reach out and allow the Holy Spirit, the comforter Jesus called him, to come in and comfort my spirit because I'm grieving. Yes, amen. I'm grieving. That's how it works. That's how it works, people. That's how it works. Where am I at? 20, uh, 29. Okay. It says, as soon as her hand touched him. Immediately. Her bleeding immediately stopped. That's right. She knew it, for she could feel her body instantly being healed of her disease. She knew it immediately that something happened that had never happened before, that doctors couldn't do, medication couldn't do, counselors couldn't do, the pastor couldn't do. Something happened. Make the change in his life or her life. It's the same thing if it was a guy. All right? I don't know your situation or your circumstance, but I know there is a healer. I know there is a healer. All right? 
Jesus knew at once that someone had touched him, for he felt the power that always surged around him had passed through him. And she touched him with such a, a, a commitment and dedication and faith, he could just feel it come out of him. You see? All those other people were touching him. He was in a crowd. All those other people were touching him. But he couldn't feel them. But boy, when she got up here and touched him with, with, with the commitment and a desire to be healed by the great healer, Jesus the healer, it came right out of him. That's what happens. All right? And if he'll do that for her, he'll do that for you. Yeah, he will. Yes, he will. All right? It says, he turned and spoke to the crowd, saying, who touched my clothes? Hmm. His disciples answered, what do you mean, who touched you? Look at this huge crowd. They're all pressing up against you. Yeah, here's what's happening. A lot of folks up come up in the church, but they ain't touching him. We won't touch him up in here. Right? Amen? Amen. You can be in a crowd, but everybody ain't touching but we're going to touch him in here. That's right. right? Okay. It says, but Jesus' eyes swept across the crowd, looking for the one who had touched him for healing. When the woman who experienced this miracle realized what had happened to her, she came before him, trembling with fear, and threw herself down at his feet, saying, I was the one who touched you. And she told him her story of what had just happened. And she talked down and testified to him. Yeah. When's the last time, I'm, this is everybody up in here, when is the last time have you just sat down and testified to God about his goodness? Mm. Now some of you going through some things in here, I know this is holidays, but let me tell you, it could be worse. Yeah. That's right. That's right. Yeah. It could be worse. Amen. So we're going to testify about the goodness of the Lord. You know, you see what I'm saying? Santa Claus, no, we need to get rid of him. Take, take him somewhere and get down and testify about the power and the glory of God. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I won't spoil Christmas, go ahead. On. And then in verse 34, it says, I'm gonna add a word. Then Jesus encouraged her and said, daughter. And I love this, daughter. Because you dared to believe. Now that's what he called her. Ladies, isn't that something? Jesus said, daughter, daughter. That's powerful. Because she had a connection with him. A kinship with him. And he called her daughter. All right? He says, your faith has healed you. Your faith has healed you. You did not get discouraged. You were encouraged. Somebody encouraged her. And from that being encouraged, her faith grew. And as her faith grew, she went to Jesus and just. And it made him excited. It's exciting to Christ when he has someone that has that kind of faith in him. That's right. All right. And then he said, go with peace in your heart and be free from your suffering. He told her, go with peace in your heart and be free from suffering. That's how powerful he is. You believe in the power of God? Amen. Isaac, come up. We're going to do, we're going to do something a little different. Y'all with me? Yes. Give God a hand clap. Yes. Thank you. Thank you.